Hey everybody, we're here at Red Rocks Race and Sportsbook. He's Jason, I'm Chucky, and man, Jay, it is championship weekend. How exciting now. We got through the divisional round, uh, maybe a, a mini upset there with um, the Bengals going into Buffalo and winning. Um, not surprised, the four teams that are left playing this Sunday. I think we kind of talked about it. The key for us was keeping these games under. All four games went under, which really was beneficial for our side of the counter. But I think it sets up a great championship Sunday across the board. Yeah, you talked a little bit about uh, you know the upset of the Bengals. Um, obviously, that game opened four. Bills a four-point favorite. Win as high as the Bills minus six. Um, did see a, a good amount of money on the Bills. Uh, but then the public money kind of came back on the Bengals. So this Bengal team has been somewhat of that sleeper AFC team um, to win the AFC conference and, and go to the Super Bowl. And on the NFC side, I mean, we've got kind of what we were expecting all year long here um, with the Niners and Eagles. Um, you know, this is a matchup I think that we've been circled and thought we were going to see uh, going back six or seven weeks ago. Uh, so let's kind of dive into it a little bit and, and kind of go through some of the numbers, stats, and trends and kind of bounce some things uh, back and forth. So let's start with the, the Niners and Eagles. Uh, as you mentioned, these two teams kind of have been on that collision course. Uh, we know the Niners, I mean, Brock Purdy, 7-0 and um, since he was instituted as a starting quarterback. San Francisco 12-0 on a 12-0 run right now. Um, they've got an opportunity, Purdy, to be the first rookie quarterback to win a conference championship game and then move on to the Super Bowl. Um, but right now we're seeing over 63% of the tickets come in on the Eagles, 53% uh, coming in on the under a little bit in this game too. And these two quarterbacks met three years ago in college at uh, Oklahoma and I believe Iowa State. Um, each had five touchdowns or more. Jalen Hurts got the best of it, winning 42-41. Uh, I know there's better defenses at this level, but uh, they do they did play each other for uh, you know a couple years ago, and there was points aplenty in that game. Well, you talked about it. We saw four unders, and I don't know that we're going to see points scored in the 40s here in this matchup. Um, we do have two of the best defenses. Actually, I think it is uh, the number one defense in the Niners, um, the number two defense in the uh, Eagles as far as yards uh, given up. We are seeing two top defenses. Uh, so we'll see if Purdy can go into this atmosphere. We've talked a, a lot about the Niners' win streak here and the teams that they've been beating, uh, in particular out of the NFC West and having some soft teams in, in the Seahawks and, and Cardinals and Rams um, who really had a, a down year um, that the Niners kind of vaulted themselves with that great win streak. And then uh, a big win over the Cowboys, a team that um, was kind of on par with them from a power rating type standpoint, um, really uh, Dak Prescott struggles and again turning, That's the, difference, turning right. the ball over allowed the Niners to go and get that game but again the storyline of this game from a Niners standpoint is Brock Purdy and how does he handle the trip on the road heading to Philadelphia on a team that is just absolutely rolling Hurts looks like he is healthy no problem with the shoulder and I saw an interview this week um, with Sal Palantonio um, who covers the Eagles talking about how the aspect of gambling right. in Philadelphia has really changed that fan base and Eagle fans are are, are fanatical about the Eagles and walking in and playing in Philadelphia is one of the more difficult stadiums to play in. They're right on top of you. They're very loud. And now adding the gambling aspect of every one of those Philly fans is also a gambler. It's 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 in their East Coast blood. And now they're fans and they're gamblers and they're cheering for their team and they're cheering for their wallet. And the opposing teams that are coming into that stadium are just 
hearing things that you normally don't hear as you're sitting in the game. And I think how Brock Purdy handles that, how they handle the noise in Philadelphia, how they're able to communicate is really going to be the difference. And the big thing for me in this Eagle team is they're the number three team all time in sacks from right. a defensive standpoint. And so how Purdy is going to handle that pressure. Coincidentally, us are both diehard Chicago Bear fans, Eagles 75 sacks this season, only behind the 1984 Chicago Bears who had 82 sacks and the 1985 Chicago Bears who had 80 sacks. And we talked about that, monsters of the midway and those defenses that the Bears had back then. To think that the Eagles have 75 sacks this year, third all time, and are going to be able to get after that quarterback. The key for the Niners is handling that communication and keeping Brock Purdy standing up. And is that pressure going to get to him where they sack him, or is that pressure going to get to him where he then turns the ball over? Well, we've talked. he hasn't turned the ball over at all so far this year. You kind of talk about how you know these teams all have great offenses, can score some points, that it's not sexy or kind of popular right now, but defenses are what wins championships, and we've talked about that forever. I, I think for Purdy, he's only been asked to really manage the game, not have to go out and win the game, taking nothing away from the job that he's done. He's won games before, but the skilled position players they have, with McCaffrey and Mitchell in the backfield, having Kittle, who it's obvious has become his favorite receiver, looks like a different tight end this year. I think the Kittle that we all thought he would be. Uh, and then you look on the outside with Ayuk and, and Samuel. He's got the weapons, and he's got that really good defense, too. Although the Eagles were third all-time in sacks, you look at the team that gave up the fewest amount of points this year, and that was the San Francisco 49ers. The team that had the second most points this year was the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. So you really have a prototypical offense defense, but you are mixing that tough Eagle defense in as well. Yeah, and one of the things I look at on the San Francisco side of the defense is Joey Bosa obviously led the NFL with 18 and a half sacks. One of the things that the Niners do best is have that great front, stop the running game, um, able to get after the quarterback and um, kind of force those bad plays, force the downfield pass to where they can go and um, stop them short. That's the one thing that the Eagles kind of have going for them is that you have a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts who, despite the pressure that the Niners are going to put on him, he's going to be able to scramble. He's also going to be able to run, um, which the quarterbacks right, kind of yeah. in the AFC West didn't do a whole lot of. We saw Kyler Murray have a little bit of success when he played in running the football against them. So I think it's a unique dynamic that the Eagles have that a lot of the teams that the Niners have faced this year don't have. And we have seen this Niners team give up some big games right. to receivers three of the last four weeks. Devontae Adams in week 17, I think, where one went for 153 with the Raiders here. Um, we saw DK Metcalf uh, have 136, and then CD Lamb last week caught 117. So if you can find A.J. Brown or, De or Devontae Smith with a little bit of time, you can exploit that Niners secondary. Yeah, I think you look at you know, Hurts and, and the fact that he played so well in that playoff game against the Giants. He looked like the Jalen Hurts that we saw mid to kind of late in the season. But his ability to run and look at those two receivers, Smith and A.J. Brown and Mix Goddard in there, it's going to be fun to watch. There's no question this game is going to be fun to watch. I think of the two, uh, this is the game that you're going to see more defense played. And as, a, as an industry, not just speaking for us, but speaking to some of our counterparts, the Niners are that team that does possess some liability kind of across the board. Um, you know, you lose your starting quarterback in Trey Lance, you lose your second quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and although they weren't raised really high, I think there were still some doubts that could Mr. Irrelevant in a rookie quarterback who's never achieved this success before 
take this team as good as they are and all the other facets of the game to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think one of the questions, Mark, here for me with, with San Francisco is the, the health of McCaffrey and Mitchell. Uh, Bolt still hasn't pra- haven't practiced this week as we sit here today, and I think the key to the Niners is controlling that ball, running the ball against this Eagles front, and maybe not even running the ball, but giving Purdy the outlet pass, McCaffrey out of the backfield, uh, maybe Mitchell out of the backfield, those short passes, maybe even see more Debo Samuel in the right. backfield this week where he's catching short balls out of the backfield. I think that that'll be an important part of the game to make sure that Purdy is giving the, getting that ball out of his hands quickly and not letting that eagle pass rush get to him to where he's got to look deep downfield. I expect the Niners to have much more of a, a shorter passing game than looking for downfield passes. Well, I mean, you look at the Eagles' success and throughout the entire year this year, and then again that playoff game against the Giants, they're able to get out to that big lead and then kind of just coast a little bit. And what I, what I mean by coast is that when you've got guys like Mike Sanders and Boston Scott and Kenneth Grainwell and Hurts, you really have four guys that are capable of running the ball, eating clock, and just causing havoc to the opposing defense. They've done a tremendous job of that. Not sure if they get that lead, they'll be able to do that against San Francisco's defense, but that has really been their MO the entire season. And we, we've seen it. Now we just got to see how, how this game plays out. Um, again, when we get down to these games, it's a matter of a, a turnover here, a turnover there, or something on special teams. Um, we'll see which team can uh, kind of have that one big play that maybe spurs them. But this seems like a, I mean, obviously we're sitting with the Eagles as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Right. Um, we've got really even matchups. And as we talk about the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, even looking at the potential matchups as we head into the big game, it looks like we're going to be sitting on another game that's – around to pick them right. regardless of how these teams for, play out this week the Super Bowl or a big game is going to be a team that's probably less than a one and a half to two point favorite will be under a field goal um, looking at some type of, of equal matchup next week and that game will be up as soon as we finish uh, these games so um, as soon as that game gets over with look for us to put the big game number up and, and, and we touched on that you know over 63 percent of the tickets are on the Eagles um, the number is looking like it might tick up to that key number um, but some of the sharp plays actually been on uh, on the other side in this game has been on San Francisco. Yeah, we have taken some monster um, monster bets on the Niners. Um, we went as high as two and a half minus nineteen. Um, took some money back, um, but you said the public money, uh, the general ticket count is on the Eagles, pushing that number back up to two and a half minus nineteen. So that's the NFC game. That, that's the first game on the docket on Sunday. Really compelling matchup between these two teams. We've kind of said they've been on a collision course the entire season. Now we're going to flip over to the to the AFC and. Uh, Snow Burrow did a great job. Joe Burrow in, in, in Buffalo really looked good in that game. They led from start to finish. Game really wasn't in question at all. Um, this game, there's been you know that cloud of uncertainty over Patrick Mahomes. So we put the number up. We saw it open Cincinnati, a small favorite. Saw the game come down, but then it steadily was going all the way up. We saw it go up, I think, uh, a full two and a half points before we've started to see some money come back on, on Kansas City now. And it was really the uncertainty about Mahomes. You saw how, how he wasn't very mobile. He was kind of limping around. And then you look at the way Cincinnati played against Buffalo. Josh Allen, a much more mobile quarterback, a big quarterback. And he had his worst output of the year in that game against Cincy. And now if you had a Patrick Mahomes not 100%, I think that's why you saw that early push really on Cincinnati. But since that time and over the last 48 hours, reports that Mahomes is practicing in full. He looks great. It's really been an onslaught in Chiefs money. Yeah, and going going back to obviously Cincinnati's big win over Buffalo, talked about them being an underdog in that game and the money really coming in on 
on Buffalo. Um, that was uh, in large part because of Williams and Kappa on um, the offensive And they're still out, though. And guard were out. Were they going to be able to protect Burrow, who's had um, some issues with sacks in the game? Um, and But it was really the defensive play of the Bills, to, real, or the, uh, the, the Bengals, Bengals right. to go out there and dominate the Bills. Um, they, they had 10 blitzes that really Buffalo couldn't figure out how to handle. They were able to get to Josh Allen. They were able to uh, really play incredible defense. And I think that's why you saw this number so low, is that that Bills, uh, the B- Bengals, were so dominant over the Bills just one week after they almost should have lost to the Baltimore Ravens. Right, I mean, right. we were that fumble in the jungle away um, from the from the Ravens being in the in the divisional championship and and knocking out Cincinnati at that point. But Cincinnati looked absolutely fantastic against Buffalo, and so that and the combination of Patrick Mahomes' injury, they don't look particularly good against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they don't blow them out as they were sitting at, as ten point favorites, but. It was, it was all due to Mahomes' question mark, right. whether this high ankle sprain was going to let him. I don't think there was any chance he was never not going to play in the game. It was just a matter of, is he 25%, he is he 50%, right. is he 80%, what is his status? And so um, the Bengals, you know, open pick, we go as high as Bengals minus two because all you're getting is Bengal money because nobody's betting the Chiefs because they don't have a status on Patrick right. Mahomes. So you're just getting all, all the Bengals look so good. Let me put my money on my Bengals. Let me put my money on the Bengals. And then as Mahomes, there's some video of him practicing and throwing the football, that line comes back to, to naturally what it should have been was the Chiefs being favored in this game. But Mahomes being the question mark is why it pushed the Bengal, the Bengals to a favorite for a short period of time early in the week. Yeah, I think when you look at Kansas City, too, the success they had against Jacksonville was really a product of Mahomes and Kelsey. There wasn't a lot else going on offensively in that game. You look at Cincinnati, they're able to, you know, with Burrow, with Higgins and Jamar Chase and Hurst, and Mixon, they kind of spread it out a little bit more to their key guys and skill position guys. This game, you know, I think of the two, I could see more scoring in this game. We saw the total open up 48, go back down to 47, then go back up a full point. I think you're going to see this total continue to tick up, but I think overall from a handle perspective, maybe it goes a little bit higher on Kansas City. I still think you see a lot of Cincinnati money come back because of how good the Bengals have been. And Joe Burrow in his career... 3-0 and in Kansas City. Yeah, you talk about his 3-0, and obviously twice last year. They beat him this year. Um, all the wins by, by a field goal. Coincidentally, in those games, um, they're all comeback wins. The Chiefs right. were up by 18, 14, and 7 in all three of those games that they end up losing. Um, we talked about their, their great play last week, even with the two offensive linemen being out. Both those offensive linemen are most likely still going to be out this right. week. Um, so the, the Chiefs are going to come um, trying to get to Joe Burrow. Um, when he's got time, and can stand in that pocket and isn't getting pressured. Um, you talk about the Chase and Higgins and Boyd and Mixon and Perrine. He's got incredible weapons uh, really on par with when we talk about the Niners being the other team right. that you can name all those uh, offensive superstars. If Burrow is able to stand up, um, the Bengals are a very, very dangerous team, let alone just trying to de- cover Jamar Chase is going to be a real challenge uh, for the Chiefs. Well, if you remember last year, I mean, they met in the playoffs last year. I think uh, Kansas City was up. 14, right before the half, could have been up 17, chose to to run a play, and unfortunately they were tackled inbounds, got no points in that game, which ultimately kind of set the stage for the Bengals' comeback in the second half. Yeah, and this this past year, Kelsey fumbles, Bengals down on a score, and then the Chiefs miss a field goal 
that would have put it into overtime. So the, the Chiefs have had their opportunities. You talked about last week, it was the Mahomes and Kelsey show. I didn't. I don't know if any of the other um, Chiefs <laughs> right. were even on the field. I mean, we, we, we talk about all the weapons that they have, uh, but McKinnon had been outstanding out of the backfield. Uh, Pacheco running the football has been really, really good. But then you've got that mix of uh, Valdez Scantling, Smith-Schutzer, who I, I won't try to pronounce his name because I always blow it. Tony. Uh, Tony, um, Sky Moore, uh, McCole Hardman has been banged up. There's a chance that he plays in this game. But those guys are going to have to come to this game. The Bengals are going to try and find a way to cover Kelsey and force one of those other players to try and beat them, especially if Mahomes has to stay in the pocket and isn't, isn't able to run out of the out of the pocket and kind of create the way Patrick Mahomes create. And I do expect that the Bengals are going to blitz and blitz and blitz some more like we saw against the Bills last week and test Mahomes' ankle. Um, to see, and, and that could lead to some big plays for the right. Chiefs. If the Bengals are, are blitzing, um, that's going to leave the one-on-one coverage for potentially the Valdez-Scantling um, and the Speedsters to take those shots downfield. And if the Chiefs are able to hook up on those big plays, um, that could spell doom for the Bengals. And we, we've talked about how Burrow is 3-0 and in his career against um, Kansas City, but it's not that we're talking about a career that over five or six years they happen to match up. This is over the course of 13 months and twice last year, so he's got some success. He's definitely got some confidence. Um, I think the fun thing about these two matchups is that, um, you know, check out the app, come on in, but there is just a slew of props up with these two games right now. Yeah, and they're, they're a lot of fun. We talk about all the offensive weapons, and we actually talk about all four of these teams from a standpoint as we sit next week, right. uh, or two weeks from now, um, as to whichever one of these teams make the big game props are going to be absolutely outstanding because we've just got so many yeah, offensive right. weapons and so many guys that can score and potential quarterbacks like a, a Hertz, which has so much more to a running Run game right. a running game and the things we can do and the number of, of weapons that they have there. And we actually have some of the props already up before the game's even going to be played. So if you're looking for the big game props on safety and overtime, defensive touchdown, um, all those stuff are already up there on the app. And, yeah, this week, again, the, the, the app's getting flooded with all the props on these guys. Touchdown scorers, over-under yardage, all that stuff's available right now. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, again, you look at these, you know, these four teams that are left, and going into the postseason, we kind of had discussed it. We felt there was maybe five or six teams realistically that could be playing um, in Arizona to win the Super Bowl. And I know any team can, you know, kind of go on that run and get hot. Really felt these were the teams, though, that would be at the top of the board, especially in the NFC. Had Buffalo in that small equation in the AFC as well. But I'm looking forward to both games. I think it's it's exciting to have the teams left that we have left. And uh, however it shakes out, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, and I don't think weather is going to be a big factor. Um, obviously, we saw you called him Snowboro playing in the in the snow um, there in Buffalo. I think we're going to get. I mean, I mean, obviously it'll be cold when we talk about Philadelphia and Kansas City at this time of year. But I don't think we're going to have uh, a ton of precipitation. I don't think we're going to have wind. So we should should see some pretty clean games here uh, to let these teams kind of showcase their skills. I mean, as Jay mentioned, guys, as soon as the the late game is over, we're going to have big game Sunday on the board. Uh, side total money line. We've already got some of the props up, so look out for all that stuff as well. Let's get it up. Let's get it. Let's get it up. All right, guys. <laughs> it's championship weekend. Come on out. Get here early. Have fun. Make sure if you're not, you get signed up for for SDN Sports and a big game Sunday. Will be up later this Sunday. He's Jason. I'm Chucky. We're over here at Red Rocks Racing Sportsbook. Good luck this weekend, and we'll see you guys next week for the big game sports uh, uh, bookend segment uh, next week. Getting into some of the props.